Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. On today's show, we're covering receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, and all of the explosive parts of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. We've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. All right, guys, I don't know. Have you... Did you catch it? First of all, I I say this now all the time. I just, I want to continue to applaud Peacock for delivering these uncensored reunions. It is chef's kiss. It is incredible. I am so happy that we are getting the unedited versions of these because it's, it, it, you just feel it so much more. And like, thank you. If that's one thing that came out of Scandaval that we get now is these uncensored reunions and like praise him. Um, and by him, of course, I mean Tom Sandoval. Um, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, the we this reunion was crazy. So it was a three-parter, obviously coming off of the crazy, crazy, crazy reveal in the finale that Monica was Reality Von Tease and was running this burner account. And so obviously there's a ton to address, a ton that we need to learn. You know, on the finale, she said that there was a lot of her side of the story that no one got to hear and that we needed to hear it. And so we've been chomping at the bit. So for three episodes, we watched this three-part reunion go down. And I will say just on... On this season in general, it is one of the best Real Housewives seasons of all time. I mean, this is like going down in history as one of the greatest parts of the Real Housewives franchise, just this whole season. Because really, you know, they obviously saved all the reality beyond T stuff for part three, which we'll get to in a second. But, you know, part one and two, it wasn't filler. You know, a lot of times, like especially like a few seasons back on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we knew that we needed to like address the elephant in the room with Erica Jane and all of the legal battle and everything going on. And of course they saved that for the very end to like grill her and put her in the hot seat. And we all just kind of wanted to get to that and see that because what else did we really have? This didn't feel that way. Because there was so much, like you almost forget because of how explosive that finale really was, you almost forget how much we packed into this season. I mean, I forgot, and it was in the third part, but I forgot about the whole Lisa Barlow being unwilling to take her makeup off makeup off because she does glam every day and she needs her glam. I mean, that is like top tier housewives content that we got this season. And I completely forgot about it until we, until we got revisited. Um, But we, I mean, we got so much and like all of the Meredith and Angie fights and, you know, the Lisa and Whitney back and forths and ultimately like their showdown that they had you know, there was so much that this season actually gave us that normal housewife seasons deliver. And those are like the big bangs. But Bermuda and everything that happened with Monica just sort of took over. And it's now the focal point of everything we remember in the season. And so it was nice to go down, you know, memory lane in those first two episodes. 
in the first two parts of the reunion because we needed to sort of be reminded about how much we actually got. And, you know, of course, we got Mary Cosby, um, which we got to address some of her comments, like calling Heather inbred, um, which she stands by. And I don't think that she, you know, felt any apologies. I loved at one point, Andy was like, you know, Mary, I just love you so much because you just say anything that comes to your mind. And her response is, thank you. Um, Because yes, like she literally just says whatever like comes into her mind. It's out in the world. And that is something that can get most of our housewives in a lot of trouble. But for some reason, we're really forgiving a Miss Mary Cosby. Um, And I don't know what that is or why, but like she does deliver comedy. Like it's, it's, and she doesn't even know it. And that's, what's probably the part that we forgive is that like, we don't like, it's clear that she doesn't realize like even what she's doing or the impact that she's having with the things that are coming out of her mouth. When she gave no fucks to Angie at the uh, Trixie motel when they were there and she was like, no, I don't want to sit with you. Um, No. Why are you even talking? I don't even know you. And then, but then of course at the reunion, she's like, I mean, she said the same thing. She's like, Angie, you weren't even on before this season. So I don't know why you're talking. And, uh, and then seconds later, Andy's like, which of these women do you like? And she's like, I like Angie. And I mean, even Angie, I think was stunned. I mean, I've never seen Angie make such a face. She was truly, truly like, I think flattered, but also caught off guard and it was amazing. So, you know, we got so much from, from the reunion and we got a lot of answers and we cleared a lot of air, I think, with a lot of the other things outside of the reality von tease of it all. But really where we got to dedicate our time is in this like most recent conclusion, which is the part three reunion, because we got a lot covered. And the first thing, of course, is the reality von tease. And here's my thoughts, because I have a lot of them, and I feel like I'm just going to take to the mic and bear with me for a moment, because I kind of need to say this. And I'm and I'm just going off the cuff, because I, um, I, I feel like I'm going to say some things that are not popular. But I don't know that we gave Monica a chance. Is that wrong? Is anyone out there with me? Because I feel as though, okay, here's what I'm going to say. I think that there should have been a one-on-one sit down with Andy and Monica the same way that Ariana and Rachel and Tom got theirs at the Vanderpump reunions. And then like we pieced it into the reunion. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have been at the reunion and been held accountable for the women. She absolutely should have been. But the way that the ladies came at her, there was no real chance for her to ever actually like take a breath. And so here's where I landed on the finale. I was desperate for Monica to just apologize. And I think had she said, Ladies, look, like in Bermuda, you called me out and said, we know that you're reality von tees. We've got, you know, receipts, proof, timeline, everything. 
I, I think that had she said, and I copped to it. I mean, she did instantly say, it's not entirely true. There's other people involved. But I think that she should have taken a bit more of an approach of like, and over this time between Bermuda that I haven't seen you, I realize how hurtful me posting these things that Jen Shaw was saying could be to you. And for that, I am sorry. And then I think her whole sort of defense of, I was, we created this account to just simply expose Jen Shaw and how horrible of a person she was. She was a horrible employer. She was horrible to people in her lives. She was saying horrible things about people that she claimed were her friends. And I think that in that those moments, you know, the where the ladies kept kind of co- like we kept going to this one specific comment about you know Heather looking like a tranny twin or something, and she kept saying like that you posted a million times on that site, and Monica kept saying those were sh- quotes from Jen Shaw about you. It was like we were exposing how bad of a friend she was, but all that Heather could see and what Heather's point was is. But Jen Shah wasn't saying those things online. Jen Shah wasn't saying those things to millions of viewers. She was, you were putting them out in the Bravo universe, tagging all the Bravo accounts, which then expanded its reach. And then everyone, all ever anyone could see was Heather Gay and Tranny Twin or whatever the comment was. And so I understood Heather's perspective of that. And I think what, I don't I don't know if the ladies even wanted Monica to apologize and get there but I think had she gone like I see how hurtful that can be and at one point she even did she said I have said I understand that these things hurt you and I am sorry for those things but I think what got lost was like we never really got a true moment of Monica taking a step back and going wow I realize now that this was totally hurtful to these women and I understand why it feels so deceitful that I didn't tell them about it the moment I met them. And there were a lot of lies and had she copped to the lies about, you know, being at Meredith's store and, you know, had she just sort of like systematically like watched the season back and then gone, okay, these are the things that I know these ladies are going to bring to the reunion. I just need to address them head on, apologize for them, and see where we can go from here. But what ended up happening is that the defense from the ladies was so visceral that all that Monica could do was resort back to this like young teenage girl that I think she stunted as because she's like been abused by her mother and other people in her life. We know obviously there was domestic violence in her really in her marriage. And, you know, she is a very, I mean, outside of the reality von tease of it all, she has been very open about pretty much everything in her life. And so it seems as though had she been given a little bit of space to just say, here's why I did all of these things. Like I started working for Jen. She was awful in all of these ways. I really did want to get on the show and I had interest in being a housewife. And I wanted to infiltrate the group as much as I could. 
And when I did that, I ended up with this monster, Jen Shaw, and all these things transpired. And as a result, her and her other five people that ran the account decided, let's take her down. And I just, I don't know. And I feel like she never got that moment. And I feel like at the end of the reunion, you know, everybody had just done their, um, or I guess I guess it wasn't the Rosenthorn, but there was something that happened right before the warm and fuzzy, uh, like and Thorn or whatever game they that Whitney Rose played um, that they recreated for the reunion. It was like well, it was obvious that everyone was going to say Monica was their Thorn. So, but before that, they had all just sort of systematically. Oh, that's what it was. Andy asked if anybody felt like they could move forward with Monica. And, you know, Whitney, who we all know is Whitney Rose, and she's rosy and and sunshiny, and is probably the most forgiving in the group. She's kind of kicks it all off with like a no, I don't trust Monica. But I will say, and this is going back to my point, is that she said the way that Monica came in today, I still don't trust her. And that's where I think that like, it just, it was so much all the time that was coming at Monica and all she could do was fight back and constantly scream and yell. And, you know, unfortunately it didn't, it didn't bode well for her because all she was screaming was about how old they were and ugly they were. And, you know, it was like really lowbrow insults. And so it just like, it didn't, it didn't seem like she was remorseful in that way but I think that we didn't give her the space to do it. And I, and again, I think Andy tried. So they went through and basically everyone said, no, like I can't move forward with Monica. And then Andy comes to Monica and says like, I told you that you, you wouldn't leave here today without your story being shared and you getting everything out that you needed to get out. Do you have anything else to say? And I felt like he desperately wanted her to have her moment her moment of a breakdown or her moment of going like, guys, I am so sorry. And I know that this was wrong. And she said, no. And she, she cowered and you could see it. I mean, you could, I mean, that's what was actually, it was actually sad seeing that because you could see that there was more that she wanted to say. You could see that she felt like she had, not gotten her point across, but also you could see that she was defeated. And I think at that point she was sort of run down from all of the fighting. And I think she just, and she just went around in a circle and heard that all of these women have no desire to trust her or listen to her or move forward with her. And so I think at that moment, she shut down and she said no. And so, you know, all that to say, I think that that is why she should have had her own one-on-one. And I wish that she had gotten that and that the ladies then got to see her say the things that she might've said on her own that she couldn't say because every time she kept trying to talk, the ladies jumped in and started attacking. And you know, and there was a couple of times in the first parts of the reunion where like Heather tried to like show some quote receipts and she would like brought up a recording 
And like, it was like, well, the recording's like out of context and it's clear that there's only one side of the recording we're hearing. And we don't even know who she's talking about in the recording, but Heather's like, oh, yeah, it's, she's calling Mary a dumb bitch or whatever it was. And it was like, well, I don't actually think that's what Monica was saying. Like, and I, I know some of y'all out there have felt the same because I've seen it on, uh, on the socials that you guys feel the same that we don't think she was actually talking about Mary there. So Heather was coming in really hot with all these quote receipts, but it was like, well, but are those, and like Heather could have ended up looking bad in this scenario. And instead we didn't ever get to like hear Monica's sort of take. And the only thing that she did was put this burn book together, which that fell real flat. And, you know, it was like when you've already sort of created a burner account, you don't need now the burn book with, you know, a bunch of comedy. And she thought it was going to be like funny and clever. And maybe, you know, you could applaud her for that is like, maybe it was clever that she thought she could create some kind of like funny moment and like moment of levity with the burn book. But ultimately what she was doing was saying, here's all the posts from reality Von Tees of the things that we were posting so that she could capture that and say like, and all of these posts are about Jen Shaw. And when there are other ladies mentioned, it's that they're mentioned because it's things that Jen Shaw has said about them. And so that is the part that I feel conflicted on because the the big breaking news is that Monica has announced or Variety has reported that uh, Monica will not be returning next season and that she's departed the show. Um. I have heard that the producers have said there's just no, there's no moving forward coming out of the reunion. There was no moving forward with Monica as quickly as we needed there to be with cameras picking back up because cameras are picking back up February 5th. So we're, I mean, literally days away from these women getting back in front of cameras. And I just don't think that anyone would, I mean, all of the women say they would not film with uh, with Monica moving forward. And so if you're already sort of in this space where the women won't film, you've got days to try to figure all of this out. It just, there was nowhere for it to go. So it's like, well, of course she can't film in this upcoming season. But the producers did say, never say never on a return because I do think that in some way they're going to try to draw parallels between what like some of the other ladies went through with Jen Shaw and Monica and say, Monica just went about it a different way. And maybe there is grace. And, you know, I heard that word grace a lot in the reunion. Andy kept saying, is there any grace, uh, you know, based on what you guys have gone through with Jen? Like, could you potentially see any grace for what Monica did because of her relationships with Jen Shaw? And, you know, the, again, the ladies were just, they walked in unforgiving and unwilling. And so I think we just need more space, but anyway, so that's really where we landed with Monica. You know, if she doesn't return to the show, 
she's one of the most iconic one-season housewives that we will ever have. I mean, other one-season housewives, like maybe Carlton on Beverly Hills, like she delivered kind of a lot, but I don't miss her. And Carlton didn't sort of save the franchise, right? Like Real Housewives in general, I'm talking all cities, we are in a bit of a rut. Like producers clearly don't know what to do. We have re- we have Atlanta on pause. Dubai, we have no idea where Dubai is. People are not loving where Potomac is right now in its current season. Miami is always delivered, but it's delivered hotter when it was on Peacock. This season on Bravo, it's feeling a little watered down. We, you know, it's like Beverly Hills is good because of the Morgan, Mauricio, Kyle stuff that's happening in the news. And so we're all kind of like wanting to see that play out. We got some really good moments with Erica this season and Denise Richards. And like there are moments in Beverly Hills right now that I think we are getting. Um, So it's not a bad season. But I mean, I think producers are a little bit at like, what do we do next? And before we even knew about the reality of aunties of it all, this was one of the greatest Housewives seasons that I've seen in a very long time on Salt Lake City. And a big reason for that was Monica. So all that to say, like Monica saved the franchise. And if she doesn't come back, like her impact will be felt. But I don't think that it's the last we'll see of Monica. I think that we will, you know, I would love to see Monica on next season of Traders. I would love to see Monica in other capacities in other ways. And however Bravo figures that out, I think we need to, I think we need to, because she makes for good TV. And I think it would be a shame if we never try to reintroduce her. But also in this finale, or in this conclusion of the uh, reunion, we finally kind of get the lead up that we've been seeing for now, what, two, three years about this black guy. So, you know, obviously the season prior, we got Heather's black eye, and there was so much that transpired from this black eye, and Heather wouldn't talk about it, and fans turned on Heather, and it was like, and then the reunion was all about, we're going to find out about the black eye. We're going to find out about the black eye. And we never do. Basically, Heather's like, I will take it to my grave. I'm never going to talk about it. Um, and then she exposes in Bermuda that Jen Shaw gave her the black eye. Well, so again, we're teasing throughout these this three-part reunion that we're going to find out more about this black eye. So I was ready for a play-by-play of here's what happened and Jen Shaw socked me in the face because if you remember, she also had like scratches all over her arms and like she was beat up. So like I was ready to hear about what all that happened. We got none of that, none of that. We got a, some sort of like combination of some footage that, I thought the editors did a good job of saying like, there is some footage from security cameras from Heather's room. It shows Jen Shaw arriving, but the 
audio is unintelligible. So we had no idea what the audio had said. So now we're taking Heather's word for it for the second time. She lied to us the first time. Now we're taking her word for it the second time that says that this is the part of the footage that shows that Jen admits that she hit her. And so we start showing the footage and basically Heather's like, and here's where Jen says, I can't believe I did that to you or something. And Heather's response was, I got you girl. And then they, you know, decide we're, we're never going to talk about it. And that's all we get. We don't ever find out like what actually led to the black eye. Heather, you know, just said we were drinking a lot. It was a crazy night. We were, you know, in a crazy state and that's just how we were. And so I woke up with a black eye. Well, that still doesn't really tell us what happened. And you're saying that Jen gave it to you, but like, was it an accident? Was it in a fight? Like what actually led to that? And, you know, Whitney's like crying and hugging her on the couch. And I'm like, I don't really know if we got anything from that. Like, and I think ultimately Andy said it best. You've said everything you can about this now, and I think we need to put it to bed because I can't talk about the black eye anymore because I don't think that we're ever going to get anything more. I think clearly Jen Shaw somehow was involved. Heather ended up with a huge black eye, and we ended up talking about this for years. I did think it was interesting, though, and Andy really tried to hold her accountable here, and I did enjoy that, is that she in several instances, sort of blamed production, either production for covering it up, or she had theories that production could have even given her the black eye. She had like made up a lot of stories that she was telling at her book tours and online and in interviews that she like that really implicated other people and how bad that was. And, you know, Andy was like really holding her feet to the fire on it and was like, you know, that was wrong because there was a lot of people that could have been harmed from that. And, uh, you know, she apologized and, you know, acknowledged that it was wrong. And I think ultimately she did what I think we were all waiting for Monica to do, which was walk in and say, I'm sorry from the get-go. I heard a lot of people I didn't intend to, and I was protecting this person that I shouldn't have been protecting because ultimately she's an abusive friend that I was scared of. And again, Monica could have said something very similar. And Andy tried to tie the two stories together because they actually do have parallels. And Monica did say, she said, I think Heather and I have very similar stories in a lot of ways. She said, I know Heather hates me and, you know, that's fine, but you know, at the end of the day, Heather kept all of these secrets in about Jen to protect her. And I just happened to use this burner account to sort of blast all of these things about Jen shot out to try to take her down as a result, because that was my, you know, defense. And so even in all that, we still didn't get any grace or you know, there was none of, you know, like I said, none of the ladies were willing to to move forward with her at, at this juncture. And so, so that's where we left it. And, you know, ultimately we are putting a pin on 
what I will continue to say is one of the greatest housewife seasons of, of all time um, with this real with, I mean, the reality of on tease, but, but everything that this season gave, I mean, I'm going to be rewatching this season a hundred percent because um, let's be honest, it doesn't sound like I'm going to get a lot of housewives content uh, this coming year with so much of it on pause. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we, it delivered and I'm nervous because we now have some major shoes to fill. We have major shoes to fill. I mean, this is, has been such a great season. We now know that the ladies refused to film with Monica. So Monica's out. And one of the things that worried me is Heather was on watch what happens live following the reunion. And she said something to the effect of, uh, to the effect of like, I am so excited to just film with real friends and like have my real friends on the show and, you know, not have Monica there causing this drama and all of these things. And like, you know, have my real friendships. And the problem with that is when you don't have somebody that is sort of the villain, you end up with a pretty boring season and that's where I think that we leave it is like, it's a big question mark on how these ladies deliver. And I'm worried, you know, they can't top it. And I just hope that they don't try, but I hope that they give us what the, before all of the reality Von Tees and Bermuda trip happened, I hope they give us that version of Real Housewives where we're getting still, just a ton of content and a ton of really fun stuff to watch, but I'm nervous and I'm going to say it. So, um, it remains to be seen, but I, uh, I thought it was an incredible season and I'm so excited that they're picking up cameras again, because I think that we need to see like where everybody goes from here. I think there's a lot that we need to sort of recover from and see how these women continue to come together Um, and I have to assume that everyone but Monica is back. So we'll see. And probably some newbies in the mix. And I, I, I feel like, yes, we need Mary Cosby because she's such, she was a big part of like the comic relief of this season that we needed. But I don't know without Monica, you know, the, the scenes between Mary and Meredith this year fell flat for me. Like it just doesn't feel like a really authentic friendship. So I don't know where we fit Mary in because Mary doesn't really like a lot of these women. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get Mary back into the fold, but I think it would be great to see Mary back again too. So that's my take. And like I said, I think it might be a little controversial because I do feel like there's a bit of disappointment that Monica's gone, but I and I but I think that like she sort of created her own destiny by how she showed up to the reunion. So I like am on both sides of this fence. I just wish that we had gotten or maybe given her a little bit more of a platform to just sort of tell her story on her own as, without the ladies there, and then brought the ladies in to react or something because I think that that would have gone a long way. But um but yeah, here we are at the end of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for another season and um that 
means that we're at the end of this episode recapping it. So um, thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope that you guys all have a great week. Next week, come back because we are talking all of the pop culture moments from January. And I'm telling you that this episode is going to, I already know this episode is going to be supersized because this year in pop culture, it's giving. Okay, we have so much to cover and um, we will be doing that in our episode next week. So come back for the pop culture roundup next week. Um, But until then, Chris Vetrano, this is the gist. I am signing off and wishing you all a happy weekend and a happy week ahead. Until next time. Bye. 